Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Good morning. Monday, Monday. It obviously might not be Monday whilst you're listening to this, but it is Monday morning whilst I record this. Great to have you along. Thank you so much for being here for another episode of um, my pride and joy, apart from my children, uh, my podcast where I talk about film and music. Welcome along if you're a new guest. It's wonderful to have you along for the ride. We had a lovely message from a lady yesterday on Twitter who was saying, I can't believe I've just discovered soundtracking. But the good news is I've got Lots and lots of episodes to dive into. Indeed you do, over 250. Um, But thank you so much for being here. It's wonderful to have you along. And we love getting messages from you guys as well. So keep those coming in, however you want to send them in, be it by social media or if you head to our website, there's an email address there as well. And I do try and get back to everybody. But I am very excited about our latest episode of Soundtracking as it sees the return of Denis Villeneuve. Um, I always get slightly nervous in front of Denis because I am such a fan. If you listened back to his previous episode on the podcast, you'll have heard me just gushing at him about his work. But I just think he's such a great storyteller and he's hugely talented. And um, I was really lucky and really thrilled to get the chance to sit down and talk to him. Uh, he's French-Canadian and, of course, we discussed his adaptation of Frank Herbert's sci-fi classic Dune, which has got the most incredible cast, Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Dave Bautista, Josh Brolin, Zendaya and many, many, many more. Now, Dune is scored by Hans Zimmer, who I'm thrilled to say is going to be a guest on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. And it's with one of Hans's cues from the film that we begin. This is Stranded. Denis, welcome back to Soundtracking, first of all. So great to have you back. Thank you, thank you. Your patience is exemplary and the world's so excited for this film to be in cinemas because that's where it should be. I've seen it twice. Oh, thank you. And, oh, it's just, there's so many emotions to watch in this film. I had the joy of speaking to Mr. Hans Zimmer last week. Oh, now there's a man whose enthusiasm is infectious and particularly for this film. Um, but I want to go back with you, if you don't mind, and to when you read the book, but what it was that made you pick up that book? What made you pick June from that library to it's read a, it? Frankly, the, it's the cover. Uh, when you're 13 years old, you mean, uh, and, and you're uh, looking for something new to read, there's like, uh, at the time, the book covers were uh, 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 absolutely beautiful. There was a, a, an artist, Vajek Sudmak. Polish artist that that uh, was working for uh, for those French uh, uh, publishers that had draw that beautiful uh, uh, cover of a man with blue eyes uh, uh, in the middle of the desert, and it was like it really uh, uh, was mesmerizing, and uh, that's because of this this artist's work 
that I, I and that 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 beautiful title, of course, Dune, that uh, I discovered the work of Frank Herbert, and uh, I, I remember reading, devouring the the novel, reading the the old series, then reading more and more of Frank Herbert's work, and 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 uh, um, he's really uh, he he's uh, fr Herbert was a really a genius, and and and. Uh, The density, the beauty, the poetry inside the, that 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 first book, the uh, Dune book, is uh, absolutely uh, yeah remarkable. I mean, do you think that had a an influence on you making the decision to get into filmmaking? I read that book at the moment where I was starting to get interested about what was happening behind the camera, mm -hmm. discovering the job of a director, getting more and more interested by reading uh, about a filmmaker, starting to discover a different, what was the job of a film, of a direct film director. And, and uh, so both our links together did do an influence I, that I can't say. Do you think that um, everything that you've done up to this point has been preparation in a way for this film and this story uh, there's a definitely uh, uh, making that movie i i was like uh, feeling that i was able to do it because of the amount of experience i got from the other projects mm -hmm. and definitely uh, uh, it's like uh, yeah we could say that it's a it's a movie that uh, is a um, an addition of of uh, different uh, skills that i took from different projects to be able to bring it to the screen you know from um The way I, I I explore acting with actors on on the previous projects, or or, or uh, the way I I, I learn how to to um, to control uh, uh, world building, or, or to 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 add more experience with the visual effects, or the, it's it's yes, I'm, I'm, Dune was the product in a way of of all those experiences. So, yeah, that's right. It's the most amazing experience watching it on big screen because you are absolutely transported to this world that you, you've, you've created. Um, but the intimacy that you're taken into within this huge kind of, you know, experience is so beautiful. And knowing that your connection with the story and these characters, when you started to think about writing the screenplay, was it an easy process for you to write your own version of that? Uh, uh, frankly, uh, I would have never been able to write this uh, movie alone. Uh, the uh, the help of Eric Roth and and also uh, John Spade that uh, did it and. Uh, astronomical <laughs> part of the work I'm, 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 I would say I was like uh, it was like uh, we had to be to, uh, we were several brains uh, 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 I will uh, not uh, um, but I will say that as a, as a film director and um, as a writer I was like definitely focusing on, on, the, on the, um, Paul Atreides inner uh, uh, journey it was uh, uh, I wanted the, uh, the movie to be seen from his perspective as much as possible Uh, at the beginning, I wanted to, to stay only with him. I didn't want to to uh, visit other uh, characters' perspective. I had to change a little bit as the movie was evolving because mm -hmm. in order to understand the story properly. But I will say that uh, um, I was obsessed by uh, Paul's uh, uh, introspective journey. Yeah. How much sound and kind of sonic texture was in your screenplay? Because when we we'll talk in a second about Hans Zimmer and, and what he's created with, an award, with a wonderful collection of collaborators, because which he talked about at great length with me. It was amazing to hear him talk about everyone that he worked with on this film musically. But for you, when you were writing the screenplay with, with Eric and John, was, was, was there much sonic 
nature in that swing thing. But for sure, there's something about uh, the desert, the presence of the desert, the quality of the sound in the desert that uh, uh, I was obsessed by and, and was uh, uh, present in the screenplay. Now, uh, and a very important element of the movie, as you, you rightly said, is, is Hans Zimmer's music. What Hans brought to the movie is, is uh, crucial, is like uh, one of the strongest element. Uh, I'm very proud of, of the score he did. is one of the artists that I had the most connection with uh, regarding the novel because he, he knows the novel as much as I do. He's like uh, probably more than I do. He, he brought this idea of, uh, I would say, counterpoints mm -hmm. in the music that help to give hints into the character's uh, uh, inner strategies or, or thought process uh, uh, just to, to, to give hints of, of, of the the character's intention in in a way uh, that brought the movie closer to the spirit of the book where you have the, in the book you have directly access to the thought of the, of the character of course and which we don't in the movie it, it, I, I wanted to bring this to the acting and and uh, but Hans helped me to enhance that uh, that aspect and and uh, which is I think probably the most um, important thing that the score brought to the film yeah. Did you know? Did you know about his love of the book before you talked to him about working on the film, or was it because of his love of the film that you asked him the book? Sorry, that you asked him to do the film. Uh, no, I, in fact, uh, uh, is I I talked to Hans uh, as I was finishing Blade Runner with him. I I, uh, I said to him, uh, I asked him if he knew the book or he had any. Uh, Thing about to say about that book and and uh, and spontaneously he said to me that it was one of his favorite book of all time and that it will be uh, one of his big dream to to score uh, uh, a, uh, an adaptation of, of the book and uh, that was the first person I talked to, to and he was uh, he spontaneously agreed to get on, on board um, which I um, I knew that this movie would probably be a very musical movie, that a movie that will rely a lot on the, on the power of music, uh, which I'd never done before. But I thought that this for this one, there was something about this, um, to enhance the spirituality 
the operatic uh, 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 movement of the story. That the, I, I was I was uh, obsessed with the idea that the score should be like a progressive rock score, very <laughs> again operatic and 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 the, and the uh, uh, invading the old sound sound soundscape of the movie, and and uh, it was really. Uh, um, moving for me to um, see Hans trying to get out of his comfort zone and 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 uh, trying to bring new sound uh, sound that will come from another other uh, planets and and it was very impressive for me to see him working on this movie one of the yeah it was a privilege The idea that someone like Hans Zimmer, who's worked on so many brilliant scores, and he so he loves his what he does so much, but the idea that he can still create new things and he can still find new sounds and new ways of storytelling, and I feel like with this project particularly, you've given him the opportunity, like you say, to step outside his comfort zone and really just—it feels brand new. It feels so. It's very moving to see a master reinventing himself and and being anxious and having anxiety attack like a, because he is is uh, really trying to put himself outside of his again of his uh, comfort zone and and trying to approach the musical language in a new way approach rhythm approach uh, uh trying to he, he, uh, 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 even uh, created new instruments to to for for the score. It's it's really uh, it was uh, he was like a mad scientist. <laughs> it was really moving for me to see someone of that caliber, that someone that of that experience, mm. putting himself at risk like that. I I uh, it if he was so that it was such a it was so in, important for him mm-hmm. that the book is so inspiring for him and he became so so inspiring himself i mean i was like it was for me yeah artistic um lesson mm-hmm. just to watch him uh, yeah, yeah.
there's there's a couple of really important um kind of you know i i can't talk about music in the way that a composer or musician does i talk about it from kind of feeling and emotion that you know i'm not trained in that way but there are a few things within the film that just are so important and great in the female voice the use of the female voice is so powerful and it tells you stories almost in a way about ancestors about you know the kind of layers behind what we are seeing almost i feel in a way it's a very important and clever and creative and beautiful use of the female voice in the film was that something that you talked to him about because i know that from hearing you talk about the film the kind of the female even though it's you know we're, we're seeing this from paul's point of view female narrative in it and the female themes in it are so important they are it's like when eric Roth, uh, um was the first one to put his hands on on the keyboard when when uh, we uh, we started the adaptation. He asked me. I remember our very first meeting. He said, "What will be the element? What will be the idea? What what do you have any idea how to open, to unlock the novel, the the, the adaptation? What will be?" And I said, "He said, can you give me a word?" And I said, "Yeah, women." I I think that if we emphasize the 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 feminist quality of the novel, when we, if we if we bring up front the 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 Benedict sister and we focus the story on on Paul and his mother relationship where we we bring up front Lady Jessica mm. which is a, one of my favorite by far my one of my favorite character in the novel I, I think that uh, that will be the best way to to uh, attack the adaptation mm. and and uh, once my first conversation with Hans I remember him saying to me uh, that he thought that the score should be very feminine which aligned directly with the, the way we were writing the screenplay so I it was not a discussion it was just like yep coming <laughs> yeah. together of yeah, yeah 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 Is uh, is um, was written in the '60s. It, it, there's a lot of masculinity, of of course, in it. But uh, Herbert had intuition and 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 uh, a love for women, and there was something in the book that uh, stand out to me as as a kind of powerful and fresh about uh, some. I will dare to say some feminist quality in it that uh, I thought were were and uh, very inspiring. And um, there's something even in the char- Paul Atreides' character, 
that this kind of uh, having a young man finding strength in his female ancestors, mm -hmm. the power of the grandmothers. I think that for me was a very powerful idea. And, and uh, I was very happy that aunts had the same intuition as I did uh, uh, how to, to approach this adaptation. That scene, um, the um, the the box test scene, um, is there's. I mean, I could rewatch that scene over and over and over again for so many reasons. I think, I mean, your casting in this film is 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 pristine, and Timothy is just that that scene in particular, and it it's just. I mean, it requires a very particular and extraordinary talent, I think, to get that scene across in the way that he does. And it blew my mind watching that scene. I thought it was so beautiful. The relationship between the two of them and just how it's shot and then the score underneath it as well, and the use and the build and how that works. It's a work of art, that scene in itself. It's so, so brilliant. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that particular scene purely for my own enjoyment. Um, uh, thank you for your gener generosity. <laughs> I will say that uh, um, it's a scene that is very iconic in the book. It's very, it's the, the, the book opens with, with uh, that scene and, uh, and uh, it's uh, a scene that, what a, it's the birth of the story. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, um, it's a scene where our, the main protagonist will, suddenly be in contact with a force that is awakening inside him, something coming out of his subconscious and, and rising inside him, something a force that he was not suspecting. And and uh, um it's a, a kind of inverted exorcist <laughs> or something about the uh and it was one of the first scenes that I've done with Timothy and I vividly remember as I was directing him having a moment where I was literally dancing behind the camera because I knew that I had made the right casting choice the way um, he was able to make me believe mm. that he was possessed by by something else, something unknown that uh, was rising from the ages inside him. His face, his eyes transformed. And I was like, whoa. I, I was very impressed by by Timothy uh, doing this scene, and of course, uh, it was uh, also uh, the great privilege of working finally with the great uh, Charlotte Rampling, that uh, I'm so in deep admiration and in same time afraid of. <laughs> so, and 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 and, and there's something uh, about um, it's a kind of a, a, more, a scene that. Uh, uh, 
where I had a lot of fun <laughs> trying to create tension with immobility. You have three characters in this scene. And again, it was also a scene where I was, I was for the first time working with Rebecca Ferguson, having the same kind of experience as I had with uh, Timothy mm. and, and, uh, and uh, Charlotte Rampling, where I was like, massively grateful to the gods of cinema so for uh, having allowed me to <laughs> cast this actress that uh, brought the necessary uh, um, uh, uh, complexity uh, uh, of uh, um, to the character on screen at that precise moment where a mother will have to uh, um, suppress her, her, her to try to suppress or and control her emotions in our, uh, as a beneficent as a, as a the beneficiary do in order to be able to go through this experience of putting her own son into a, a imminent danger it's it's a scene that uh, um, yeah you have three characters that are totally still and and uh, going through very intense uh, 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 emotions and and uh, experience and um, for me it, uh, i just had the, the it was by far one of my favorite moments of the shoot frankly yeah yeah, it's 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 so great. I did a little internal dance when I heard and saw the bagpipes as well in the in the, the score. I was like, yes, there's not enough bagpipes in film scores. It's like yes. And Han was so excited when I spoke to him the other day that he was able to incorporate that into the the, the score. But that came from you, is that right? The thing is that I wanted to um when you make a movie like that, you you're you bon, there's like the screenwriting, you, you try to think about everything, and then there's the storyboard process, which is very important for me, where I re technically rewrite the movie in some ways and 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 the writing again, writing, writing and and but there was something missing in the Atreides arrival, and it was culture. I wanted to have a cultural element element that will be in total contrast with the landscape and, and the environment. Something where we feel that they were, were really like aliens coming into another world and, and that culture will come through music and, uh, and, and uh, had the idea of bringing bagpipes.
why backpacks? Because there's something uh, very ancient that uh, is linked with uh, 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 some characteristic of, of the Atreides family. I thought it, it would make sense mm -hmm. to have an instrument like that, part of the ceremony, the arrival ceremony. And uh, uh, in the book, there are a lot of elements that are uh, linked to the roots of Earth, the Earth culture. And I, I thought uh, that Frank Herbert will not be angry at me uh, uh, <laughs> bringing back pipes. I thought it, it made sense uh, uh, according to the, the book uh, uh, Aesthetism. And, and, and um, I remember running in my first AD uh, office in the morning saying, uh, Chris, uh, I was working with one of the best AD in the world, which is a Brit, uh, Chris Carrera. Uh, I, I asked him, <laughs> sir, I need, I need, I need bagpipes and, and very stoic. He looked at me in silence and bagpipes, there will be. <laughs> and he found bagpipe player and, and it, we were shooting very soon. And it was like a very uh, uh, spontaneous idea that came uh, at the last minute. And uh, uh, I loved this, this idea. I was, uh, and it brought a lot to the scene, made the scene for me. The scene became clear to me when I, I, I uh, I brought this uh, and Hans. I think I got Hans Zimmer respect because I, I brought the bagpipes <laughs> in the movie. But I think that's one of the one of the many things that the the score does. Almost is it's almost a, a little bit of a a history lesson in a way to some of the backstory to mm -hmm. the you know the characters in a way. Be that through the kind of you know the wonderful kind of Arabic themes that you hear, which which was you know the whole. Islamic culture was a real influence to Herbert when he wrote it and I think that you can hear some of that in the music and it almost gives you kind of an insight into their their the history of the family and where they you know where they came from and where they originated from and it's so clever really subtle but kind of really clever when you I mean I think I only kind of got that from seeing it for the second time because I was just so enjoying that entertainment experience the first time and this is a film that people have to see and they will see again and again and again because I think with every viewing you get more it gives you more but uh, it's, it's a beautiful compliment thank you the thing is I will say that uh, I had that uh, uh I think it's because of the uh, source material. The book is like that. The book you can—it's a book that uh, you need to read several times. Not because it's it's complex, because it's it's it deep. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot mm -hmm. of uh, of resonance. And the, the, every time I read it, I discover something new. And 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 um, I think that it's the nature of the book. So uh, uh, I think that uh, it's, it's, it's if it does transpire into the movie, that then then. Uh, um, it's a relief for me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a beautiful, we talk about Rebecca Ferguson. I mean, the casting's great. The scene between her, um, Lady Jessica and the Duke where he says, I thought we'd have more time. <sighs> it's just very kind of, you know, those words are just, they kind of sucker punch to your heart really. And the score piece in that is just so delicate and beautiful. And that's what I think is great. And I, I wanted to kind of, hear your intentions for that idea of there being, like I said earlier, this huge kind of landscape scope of the film. It's got to be seen on a big screen, but there are such intimate moments within it as well. And you've always been really great at kind of character and drawing us in as an audience to caring about people and to wanting to be with people and to see what they do next. I just wonder if you could talk a little bit about that, those two sides of it, of making sure that there's that intimacy there on a grand scale. Yeah, it's a, it's a, the story, if you, one could see the story of Dune as, as the one of Paul Atreides, slowly, the more, uh, a, a deeper 
Paul goes into a landscape and and being receiving the impact of that landscape and 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 a foreign culture and the deeper he goes in contact with a part of himself he's discovering some new parts of himself uh, making peace with a, a part of his identity and and uh, and this um this relationship between the the landscape and the and and the introspective journey of Paul uh, is at the very heart of the project and um I was, uh, Greg Fraser and I, the cinematographer, we approached the movie with the extremes, having those uh, um, massive wide shots and or very, very intimate shots. And that, uh, um, it, 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 there was this idea of that uh, to uh, uh, enphase uh, the idea of uh, the shock between uh, the ecosystem and 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 uh, the journey into that that landscape how it impact the psyche of of the main character and it's like uh, I would say that was like the theory. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, you know you're talking about the sort of feminine themes. I think that the sandworms are, are women. Oh, you uh, that uh, uh, Sharon Duncan Brewster will definitely agree with you. <laughs> we made some. I remember uh, having some takes where we were uh, uh, bringing the femininity into the worm, but it's like uh, um, I I think that I like to see them uh, genderless. I will say, yeah, yeah. which is um, even more interesting. But yeah. uh, 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 the worm, uh, yeah, I think. I can. Uh, I don't know how to answer to your question. Okay, I apologize. No, it's okay. <laughs> Erase that. Well, um, yeah. What I um. What I think's um. You know, there's. I had to apologize to the people I was sat next to in the cinema when the film ended because I did that thing. No, <laughs> because I did. I genuinely didn't want it to end, and I just wanted more. And I know there is more of the story, um. But I really feel it's important for this first half to live and to exist and to have an audience and for you to see that and listen to that and not to react to that but to just like allow it to exist in a way for us then to have the next installment hopefully i don't know how you feel about that i think that uh, um it's a blessing that i didn't sh sh shut both part uh, back to back uh, first of all, because uh, physically I, I will not have the st necessary stamina to do that. I mean, it, uh, it was exhausting to do this first part and it needed time to recover, to understand uh, what we ha had done and uh, uh, the lesson that I took from that that first part in order to be able to uh, hopefully succeed in making uh, uh, the second part, which will be in a way. Uh, uh, even more complex, to, uh, by far more complex to do, <clears throat> and and probably more important as well, and and um, because it's going to be the resolution. And so it's like uh, the the responsibility. I I, I uh, there's a lot of of weight on that second part. Um, I will say that uh, making the first part, not knowing if it, there will I will have the chance to do the second one, I made sure to bring enough of my. Uh, uh, early dreams enough of my desires into the screen making sure that if ever there will be no second part i will not be destroyed I'm, I'm, i will have fulfilled some part of my desires yes it's going to be interesting to see uh, the people's reaction uh, and and uh, to learn from it do you make this for your teenage self definitely i will say that uh, i made at the end of the day i made this movie for 
one person, one audience member, which is the, the that teenager I was back then that was like arrogant, totalitarian, uh, <laughs> an asshole, I would say, uh, uh, that uh, uh, was dreaming big and, and uh, to be in relationship with that part of myself, uh, that old identity was quite an experience uh, trying to please uh, uh, that uh, hardcore fan of the book. And... Um, Yeah, it was a challenge, a big challenge, because at the end of the day, as Hans Zimmer pointed out at one point, are we bound to just disappoint ourselves doing that? You know, it's like uh, when you try to to uh, tackle, to bring one of your oldest dreams to the, the, the screen, is, is it, uh, was it a good idea? Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> You're sweet. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. So great to chat to you. Thanks, Denis. Thank you, madame. Thank you again. Uh, from Hans Zimmer's score to June, that's Sanctuary, rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with Denis Villeneuve. My huge thanks to Denis for taking the time to talk to us. June is on general release now, with Hans' score available via our very good friends at Water Tower Music. And I highly recommend, if of course you feel comfortable, that you seek out the biggest screen possible to go and see June. It is an experience. You know how we talk about escapism and the cinema being a place where you can leave everything at the door, go in and be entertained and escape to other worlds. What Denis has done with June is the best example of that in a very, very, very long time, I think. The score helps take you on that journey. The casting is amazing. The sets are phenomenal. Uh, the script is brilliant and yeah I can't recommend it highly enough so if you feel comfortable get yourself to the biggest screen you can and watch June on the big screen uh, you can also head to edithbowman.com to find my previous chat with Denis as well as every single episode of the podcast and you can access our Spotify playlist there which features all the music we play in the order it appears so every episode of the podcast has its own playlist which features all the music so you can listen to all those amazing creations in their entirety follow us on facebook instagram and twitter we are at soundtracking uk and please do keep telling your friends about us if you like what you hear now we've got so many great guests lined up that uh, we're going to release a couple of shows a week for the next month or so so we've got the likes of edgar wright christy wilson cairns talking about last night in soho as i mentioned hans zimmer uh, and we're going to start off with another episode coming this thursday with the wonderful Alexander Desplat. And I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. <laughs>